Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. y'all it's almost 2022 wow this year is coming to an end and of course I want to just catch up on life and talk about Christmas and talk about some good things coming in 2022 let's talk about mindset let's talk about intention and let's talk about the real hard stuff that's kind of been going on let's get into our episode So I want to first just update on life. Christmas was really great. Um, My child got three dollhouses. She got a Barbie dream house and then family brought her two other types of dollhouses. And so one dollhouse is going to my grandma's, one dollhouse is going to my mom. So obviously the Barbie dream house will stay home. Elliot got a ball pit and a slide and a lot of other things. They got so much and it was just like an abundant, blessed Christmas. Um... I saw my family, and here's what I have to say about Christmas. And I've said it before Christmas, I believe. The obligations that come along with Christmas are a lot. And honestly, I am letting my family know that we will be doing Christmas differently next year, 110%. And I think that when you become an adult and you start your own family, like you have your own kids, your spouse or whatever, and now you're trying to make your own traditions, it does get kind of messy when you're trying to meld, you know, pleasing your family or pleasing your spouse's family. And honestly, that division of time is really, really hard. And what we've done most years is, and what we've done this year is we go to my mom's Christmas morning and then typically in the evening or afternoon, there'll be a big family gathering with my entire family. Um, This year, because of COVID, it wasn't my whole extended family because there'd be like over 75 of us. It'd be like a lot of us. Um, So I just went to my grandma's house where it's my grandmother, her two kids, which are my mom and my aunt, and then my mom's kids and my aunt's kids. So We travel at a pack of 13. So it's 13, not including my children. So it's like 15 of us that we typically, I know that because I know whenever we've gone out before COVID, when we would make dining reservations together, it's it's 13 people and I never include the kids, but now Mia's three. So I guess I have to include her. Um, So I went to my grandmother's house and then after that I came home and there was a family Zoom with the extended family and at that point it's exhausting. And here is what I have learned and decided about Christmas. Traditions are so important to me, right? So I will always, and this is my fatal flaw, I will always go to my mom's Christmas morning for presents. I will always go to my mom's Christmas morning for presents. My brothers and sister will be there. It is our family's thing. 
I like to get there as early as possible in the morning. Now that I have kids, we do have to do our own Christmas as well. So it's a little bit, we got to my mom's around 930. Um, I thought we would have been there a little bit earlier, but I had to let Mia and Elliot open their, you know, the ball pit, the slide, the Barbie dream house, which I didn't wrap. I just left it all outside. So I didn't actually have to wrap it. Um, but so what happens is kids, I feel like get really overstimulated during the holidays. And I posted this post to my Instagram story of, um, how like moms get overstimulated or overworked during the holidays and how self-care is like super important. And it actually, I've realized that since going through Christmas and going into this new year's week, my self-care game, guys, I am, I'm at the edge of my rope. I, the end of my rope, I am exhausted. Um, Elliot's also been sick, so that means no sleep. And I didn't take any time off from work because we're going to Disney in 57 more days. And so I'm using all of my leave for Disney, not all of it, but, um, it's important that I have leave left over for like, if we get sick or if I want to take off after our Disney trip. So I decided not to use any leave around Christmas time, uh, since Christmas was on a Saturday and I was off that Friday anyway. Same with New Year's. I'm off on Friday for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day is Saturday. So I didn't take off any time during the holidays. And I think that has added to my exhaustion because I'm kind of picking up the slack for team members that did take off. Um, So that's a whole other issue. And I'm jealous. And I think next year I may take, you know, two weeks off of Christmas um, and really do Christmas right because I have never taken off for Christmas, really, or, you know, a week and a half. I don't know. I think I'm going to just try to treat myself a little bit better. But so here's what I learned about Christmas when it comes to my kids and with your families. And here are all my thoughts. Very long-winded. You're going to have to say no to certain things and start making your own traditions. The traditions in the way you did Christmas as a kid is great to continue on if you can, but there's no point and burning yourself out. And I realized this a couple years ago when I was celebrating Mother's Day and uh, I had just only had Mia. Um, Elliot wasn't born yet or anything. And it was Mother's Day and I was really tired and I was going to go to church with my family and I was going to do whatever and make sure that we saw Ethan's mom. And then I realized like, well, I'm a mother now too. So on Mother's Day and I was working And so, um, away from the home. So I did not go to lunch with my family that Mother's Day because I wanted to stay home and take a nap with Mia and cuddle my child. And that's when I realized, you know, once you start making your own family, it's okay to start setting boundaries and not necessarily boundaries, but just setting the standard for how you want to do your day, your holiday. And I know a lot of people feel obligated to go from house to house to house. And a lot of people do. And that's fine. In fact, I will probably still do that to some capacity, but I'm requesting my family, from my family a change. And if there is not a change, then I just won't attend whatever I don't feel like attending. I talked a last episode about setting boundaries. So what I'm thinking is every year we have done, most years, the past like three-ish years, we have done New Year's Eve at my grandmother's, then Christmas morning at our at our respective places. Um, So like I would go to my mom's house, my aunt would be with her kids, my grandma would be at home. And then in the evening or the early afternoon, like around three o'clock, we would get together as a whole family. 
And here's what I'll say about that. That schedule works a lot better for me because what ended up happening was Mia hadn't napped. Elliot took a baby nap. And as much as people are like, live, do your experiences, I think there are two types of moms. There's types of moms that are okay with skipping naps, and there's types of moms that live by nap. And I live by naps. Um, When we vacationed this summer with my family, and we were skipping naps around and stuff, it makes for a miserable experience later in the day um, and things like that. And so I've realized, like, even when we go to Disney, that... Once you become an adult, it's okay to like do your own thing and to work your, you know, extended family into it because you have to protect your little crew. And it's not that it's anything bad. It was just really an exhausting day for me and Elliot that by the time we got to opening presents, Elliot was asleep in my lap and I didn't care at that point. At that point, I was like, let's get these presents over with so I can go home. And I would rather be in the moment like, yay, let's experience it. And so I'm requesting from my family that we either do, that we change things up a little bit. So if we're going to do a family thing, why don't we just start doing Christmas on, not on Christmas Day, but maybe we could start doing like the Sunday closest to, to Christmas, my whole extended family does brunch and opens presents. And that would allow different things for my family. So I'm going to request that. I'm also requesting that we get cabins. And so we go away for the weekend. And then that would kind of eliminate me having to go from house to house to house because we'd be in a cabin. And I would just leave any big presents at home and they can open smaller presents while on our trip. Switching gears, back to life, back to motherhood. I think one of the hardest things to deal with in this season, obviously, is COVID and the new Omicron strain. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but you guys know what I'm talking about. He sounds like it sounds like a transformer. Um, because everyone, literally, so many people I know have tested positive. Nobody in my direct circle, but like people that are like a layer out of my direct circle, and the symptoms are a lot milder. But now I'm still like really conscious of everything, and I've been losing sleep and worried about everything. Elliot has been congested. Um, He had a little fever and then he had no fever and it's just been congestion for since the day after Christmas. So um, like four or five days and he's not sleeping unless he's literally sleeping on me or has a boob in his mouth and Therefore, I'm not sleeping. And then Ethan started to get kind of congested. And I was like, should we go get tested? Um, Right now, our hospital is at capacity. Um, Nobody in my house is like direly sick. It's just like congestion or whatever. So I don't know. It could be something. It could be nothing. And so he's going to get tested before he goes and does basketball stuff. But there's no test available till like January 4th. So for this weekend and week, I've been like, well... If we're going to see anyone, they need to know, you know, decide their comfort level. And um, because I'm not guaranteeing that it's one way or the other, but I really don't think it's COVID. However, I told him we really need to be careful. And so then it comes with this whole COVID thing we've been dealing with for so long is making decisions that are against the grain, against the norm, and maybe aren't what everyone else is doing. And that can be a hard thing. Um... So I'm considering, and I'll let you guys know my decision later, not sending Mia back to school right away. Um, and the reason being is, at least not that first week back to school, I might not send her, is because 
she has gone to school and has gotten sick a couple of times, which is fine. So it started the school year off really strong. She hadn't gotten sick for months. Come November, she gets sick for the first time with the stomach flu that's going around. And then my house got hit with it. And I know she got it from school because like, where else was she going to get it from? She's only ever been at my house or school and her school's really good. There was only one situation where a child tested positive for COVID and they shut down the school for two weeks and basically told us to quarantine to look out for symptoms and they cleaned. And so her classroom was shut down for a while. So we had one instance of that. And, um, then Mia was a little congested one day, no other symptoms uh, lasted for like 24 hours and she was fine. So I have no idea. It could have been the weather change. Um, but I was like, darn, you keep going to school and getting things. And so it's natural when your kids start to daycare or school or something for them to get sick a lot. It's annoying, but it's normal. It kind of does help build up their immune system. However, I think that as COVID parents, kids that have people have pandemic babies, at least for me, I'm looking at things a lot, you know, differently. And I know everyone has their own opinions and this is not to be political for vaccines, against vaccines or anything like that. I don't like to talk about anything political on this podcast. I do have my own opinions and views and that's not, I'm not, I'm not here to infect anyone else. Everyone is an adult who has the capability to do their own research and make their own decisions. But For me and my sanity, my little three-year-old and my little one-year-old who cannot be vaccinated, um, and honestly, if there was a vaccine for their age, I'm not sure I would be jumping to get it for them, you know, right away without doing some good research on it, Um, because they're little, they're babies, you know, they're still really little. Like, for me, I'm I'm older, like, you know, I'll risk my life, but no, for my babies, um, you know, I was really careful with their vaccines when they were, when Mia was little, that I did an alternate vaccine schedule because I didn't like how much she was getting done at at once, that I had to talk to her doctors about that. Um, Because I'm not like against vaccines, but I just was against certain things. Anyway, so um, moving forward, not to get into that conversation, but you know, you have to advocate for yourself, your family and your children. And so I'm considering pulling Mia out. Cause if you think about it, a lot of people probably saw family, a lot of people probably traveled and it could take a minute for symptoms to manifest. And I'm just suspecting you're going to take all of these kids who have been around all of their family members, put them all into a classroom where yes, they wear a mask, but during snack time, they're unmasked. And they're still kids, you know what I mean? Like masks do provide some level of safety, but it doesn't guarantee your safety. And so I might be pulling her out of school for a little bit. That's just my my right as her mom. She is three years old. It's not required for her to be in preschool. Um, I'll continue to pay preschool and send her back when we're ready. But Sometimes you have to make those hard decisions. And I think Ethan and I are on kind of opposite ends of the spectrum on here. He thinks you're like, he's thinking in terms of, you know, he goes into the office. So there's already a risk of exposure there. And also, um, it is harder to have, you know, both children at home. But honestly, the two days that she is at, she, she would be at school, he's home anyway. So I can kind of get relief there. Um, so it doesn't necessarily, I don't know, mean a lot to me. So anyway, I'm trying to make those kinds of big decisions and we've all had to make our decisions with COVID with whatever just feels good and feels right.
for us. I know that I never stopped wearing masks. Um, even when they were like, if you're vaccinated, you can come on in without a mask. I think I went one time into um, a store and was like, never again, never again, because <laughs> now I just have like germ anxiety. Um, so yeah, it was just big decisions to make. And I feel like I don't know, maybe it's my age or like, I really keep thinking it's because I'm like fast, quickly approaching 30, that you just get to a point where you don't care what other people think. You need to do what's best for you and yours and mentally just take care of yourself and your family. And that's where I'm at. Moving on. And as we close out the year, thinking about our mindsets and being really intentional with what we do in the next couple months, next couple weeks. I started doing this workout. <laughs> I started last night. Okay, so don't think that this is a accomplishment. But it, I, it is for me. I started doing this workouts on YouTube. They're like 10-minute abs, 10-minute yoga, 10-minute cardio. And what's cool is I could throw it on while I'm cooking dinner. You know, because like let's say I'm going to put rice on and rice is going to take about 10 minutes to cook. Or if I'm putting chicken in the air fryer, that's going to take 20. Like I can do these little exercises, but I decided to intentionally set the goal to do at least the ab ones before bed because I'll get it done. And then if I want to do the cardio or the yoga or whatever, um, I'll do that. But anyway, I started doing those because we're going to Disney World in 57 more days and I... Once you feel good, and honestly, after you have a baby, it takes a long time to feel good. And I will say this, after having my first baby, I wouldn't say I snapped back, but I snapped to a good degree. After having Elliot, I didn't quite snap, I kind of flung. And so I, I'm not like upset with how I look. It's a body image is a whole long hard struggle and journey for me it has been for my entire life in the past six months I have been on that Lizzo energy of you know what I am great and beautiful just the way I am I've been all over body positive body body positivity talk and all these other things and I just have looked at pictures of myself in the past six months and yes what happens is as humans we always go to the our problem area the area we hate same for the mirror like we always when you look in the mirror I don't know if you've ever noticed this you're always going to look at the area of your body you you're the most self-conscious about first so just try it sometime but you it's weird you just do so anyway for me it's like my stomach and abs I've had two children so of course it looks crazy now in that situation but um I want to go to Disney feeling beautiful and um strong and like magical I have a dress to pose in front of the castle there's this really great spot to take pictures where you get a really good background view of the castle all the Disney insiders know about this spot and I found it on the map and I'm going to try to find it when I'm there. And I have this pretty dress for me and Mia to change into to do like a princess photo shoot like nonchalantly um, while we're there. It's going to be pretty epic. Anyway, so started doing these workouts and I was thinking about how I need to start making intentional choices. So, so two things that have really started to affect my life is acknowledging that, you know, I don't spend my day the best way I could. I I let myself be in survival mode, which means I could get up, not log on to work, make breakfast, 
maybe exercise for a minute, then log on to work. The kids would wake up, or if they're awake, they would, you know, shuffle their way to have breakfast. I could be starting my work day, and then we could take the day from there. I could be spending my lunch hour. Lately, I've been spending it putting Elliot down for a nap because his schedule has shifted a little bit. So I could spend, so I've been trying to cook lunch a little bit earlier, like around 11.30 so that he'll eat. And then at noon, I can put him down for a nap. But I'm trying to see if I can like push him a half an hour. And it just depends on the day. But, you know, I could just be preparing myself more. I'm pretty good about meal planning in terms of dinner. Like I always think, okay, what are we having for dinner this week? Um, And with breakfast and lunch, not so much. And so what I've decided is that one of my words for next year Um, I don't know if this is a word, intentionality, being intentional. I'm going to be really intentional with all of the things that I do and intentional with how I I spend my time. So I wanted to, um, kind of, I'm sorry, I just got an email from a church and it was kind of out of the blue, um, to start like setting goals and set but being really intentional with my time I keep saying this there's this this other thing that kind of has changed my life was I think you might have seen it on TikTok or maybe or maybe you haven't uh it's like don't put it down put it away so whenever you pull something out whenever you finish something whenever you pick up something whenever you have something in your hands don't just put it down anywhere put it away that's changed my life (laughs) it sounds dumb But on an organizational clean level, it has made me realize that not everything has a place and I need to make a place for it or get rid of it. But also, if, you know, I grab a coffee cup and I drink my cup of coffee and I sit on the counter and I keep going through my day, no, rinse it out, put it in the sink or whatever um, and keep it moving. That's me sipping coffee. And so being really intentional is really Something I want to do, and then just having realistic expectations for myself and meeting them. I've made non uh, unrealistic expectations for myself for all of 2021. I think that sometimes we hold ourselves to such a higher standard that we dismiss baby steps and we look down on baby steps and we're like, that's nothing. So if I look at the schedule that I created for myself, do this four mile run every Thursday, um, write five pages of the book every day, clean, let's see, what does this one say? Um, no, that one's realistic. Um, from 5.30 to 6.30, work on the book. There's certain things in there that are realistic, but they're not realistic for each day. And I think I've mentioned this before, Getting um, one of those dry erase or even magnetic calendars that have like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or you could laminate it and do it yourself, which is my weekend project for the new year. And then you break down all of the goals you have for the week. So if you want to exercise three times a week, you want to do 30 minutes of cardio three times a week. Let's pretend that's your goal. Not saying it's good, bad, great, or whatever. Just know that's your goal. Then you're going to laminate 30 minutes of cardio three times. And then each day, when you first wake up, you're going to spend the first 15 minutes of your day, hopefully in prayer, meditation, and then the next five minutes laying out your day, thinking, okay, today is Monday. Mia does not have school. 
Ethan is away at the office. So I know that she likes to do Zumba with me. We're going to do 30 minutes of Zumba together at this time. Stick it on Monday's to-do list. Um, it's going to be hard for me to cook today, so I'm fine with doing the crock pot lasagna. Stick it on today. And so that you can get done everything you want to get done in the week but allow days to change. So like if I want to be up at 5.30 to 6.30 working on the book that I'm writing, but Elliot won't let me get off of him and I can't go write the book. I can't get on my computer. I can sit, and I've done this before. I've used the note section of my iPhone and have written chapters and things like that. It's not quite the same as a laptop. But let's say I planned to do it on Tuesday in my head and Elliot kept me up all night. And so I'm not getting up at 530 because if I, I, I need the sleep, that's fine. I can put that on Wednesday's to-do list or Thursday's to-do list or Friday's to-do list or Saturday or Sunday's to-do list and work it in that way. I think also if you can kind of lay certain things out for the week, like let's say I know, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Mia's typically at school um, whenever I send her back. <laughs> Okay, so in that time period where she's away at school, maybe on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I really want to straighten up the house. So maybe I need to spend, an, like, you know, break down my time cleaning, whatever. Again, I've told you before what works for me in terms of cleaning the house since I'm really busy. Um, like, I have my kids at home full time. I work at home full time. And I have, like, the podcast and other projects. Is doing that 15-minute 10 minute 20 minute timer and like for instance right now I'm sitting in the living room and I'm literally about to do this as soon as I get off the podcast um set this 20 minute timer clean as much as you can in that 20 minutes don't stop do not collect $200 do not pass go like and then when that timer goes off you can move back on to work I do that at work a lot if I know like I need to step away let me set 20 minutes get away from my computer screen run around this room and clean. And you can also do that like for fitness. Like if you wear your Fitbit, you can go off every hour to remind you to get your steps in or whatever. Like that's the point that I'm trying to make in terms of being intentional is let me organize my weeks better, but give myself room for grace, for things like for the fact that for the past three nights I haven't slept. There was no, I woke up at 5.30 this morning, could not log on to work until 7.30 this morning because every time I went to get up, Elliot was up crying and then finally at 7 30 I was like all right I guess we're getting up for the day because I really do need to log on um for work but my goal had to be had been to wake up at 5 30 and be on work at 6 so I could work extra well that's not going to happen today I'm, I have to be off work later um so at working extra is not going to happen but I'll give myself room to maybe work an hour extra tomorrow to build up um time at my job, you can do this thing where you work um, up to three hours more per day, and you can use that as leave at another point. You can save 24 hours of it in a bank. So you have your sick leave, you have your like annual leave, which is like your vacation leave, and then you have um, this option to work what's called credit. And that's what I've, that's what I'm doing for Disney is working some of that credit to save that other annual and sick leave for other vacations and um if anyone gets sick so this year I'm also deciding to let go of a lot of stuff literally throw away everything in my house and start over except for the basics especially my wardrobe I've wanted to do this for so long um 
and there's new pieces that I've added. I'll keep all the new pieces, but I have old stuff I will never wear again. That it needs to go to. I prefer to donate to like a women's shelter if it's like good clothes, um, which I have a good amount of good clothes, and then things that can't go to women's shelter go, go to Goodwill. Um, and so, starting over, nice clean palette slate and. I'm just really excited for 2020. I'm really excited for Disney, y'all. You don't understand the... If you are a Disney adult or a Disney world goer, because there's people, there's two people. There's the Disney goers and there's just the Disney people that like, people that go to Disney but really don't like it. Like maybe you just go for your kids. You don't really care. I think millennials like it the most because I think that we truly grew up on this. Um, not to say that other generations can't love it just as much. I'm just saying, I feel like millennials, we are like Disney obsessed, at least I am. And so when I tell you this planning is extensive and I've been working my butt off to get these reservations. In fact, if anyone has a reservation for Topolino's Terrace for breakfast on February 20, let me see, 25th, maybe 26th. February 26th on Saturday morning or the 27th or the 28th and you're not going to use your reservation I need it I am I need that and I haven't gotten it yet and that's the the one reservation I really want and so I'm praying I get it um it's been intense I've been waking up right on time to put in the reservation because you can reserve 60 days out so like exactly the time that you can log on to reserve is when I log on and I'm still not getting. Really, I didn't get, I'm really disappointed and hope that I get this reservation closer to going. Um, so you know that in Magic Kingdom, which is the main theme park in Disney World with the castle, um, you can eat inside the castle or you can eat at Be Our Guest, which is like the Beast Castle from Beauty and the Beast. And I really wanted one of those for our dining experience in Disney. I This is my first time going as an adult. This is my husband's first time going ever. Obviously my three-year-old's first time. And I just wanted that magical food. I know some people don't like the food there, um, but honestly, I'm gonna eat there for the experience. So on February 25th, if anyone has a reservation and doesn't want it for a breakfast, lunch, or dinner, I do want it. <laughs> and I really, but anyway, we'd go through so much and our kids don't see how much work we do to like make magical stuff happen. I realized that, you know, every magical Christmas is because my parents worked hard to make it that way. <sighs> I just had to breathe y'all. So as we enter into 2022, I realized that I've now did, done two Christmas episodes, meaning that I did like the podcast has been around for a while. And so I'd like to expand and grow. And so make sure you're following me at Christian Mom Uncensored. I'm going to drop some polls to see what you guys want now. Um, I've been chatting to you guys by myself for a while, but what do you like? Do you like when I have guests on? I prefer to, I do love having guests on. Um, it can kind of be hard sometimes with scheduling, but if I can have a guest, I will. Um, so if you want to be a guest, and I've had uh, listeners say, you know, that I'm trying to work with to get on. So let me know, do you like guests? Do you like when it's just me and you and we're doing life together? Would you like to do something more like have a Facebook group or maybe a weekly live where we could do like questions and answers? We can talk about parenting and things like that. In fact, I would love to start doing a weekly live with different um, people like listeners or whoever just chat about motherhood 
would we like a devotional? Maybe that would be great. I just want, so I'm going to drop polls for those types of things. And then you can just put in what you want to see in the podcast. So there'll be like one where you can fill in what you want to see in the podcast. And then also like if you want more guests or not, if you want us to do like, if you, if I do a live, are you going to watch Like, is anyone going to watch it? I mean, I guess I could just do it for fun. Um, and would we like to see some more stuff anyway? So I'm going to be sharing that with you all shortly. So make sure you're following me at Christian Mama Uncensored because yes, this is my podcast, but you guys are my people. So like it's our podcast and like we should decide how we want to move forward next year. So anywho, let me know what you would like to see from the podcast. So I want to talk a little bit about a couple different things. I want to talk about traveling with kids. I think a lot of us, um, actually not me, not a lot of us, but some of us have traveled with kids um, recently for the holidays, or maybe you're going to travel for a spring break or um, sometime in the future. Maybe if you're like me. So what happens, and this is kind of smart with what I do. So at my job, the weeks between Christmas and New Year's, and I think it's similar for most jobs, if it's like corporate, um, a lot of people take off that whole time. Like we'll take off the whole two weeks or we'll take off one of the weeks and it's really quiet in in the office, so to speak. So even at home, um, right now we all work online, but I can like see who's online, who's offline and um, kind of pick up the slack where needed and things like that. And so um, during this time period, everyone takes off. And a lot of times people will be fighting over the, the time because a certain amount of people have to be in the office or online working versus out of the office. But anyway, I have never taken off for Christmas. I've said this before. Maybe next year I'll do it. Um, honestly, I want to go to Disney for Christmas one year, but I will take off like I'm going away at the end of February. So I'll go away sometime in February because everyone now is back in the office, right? There's enough people to cover whatever I'm not doing. Um, and honestly, when I used to go into the building during Christmas and New Year's, it was dead. It was quiet. I could be like watching my movie, doing my work, like doing whatever. My area would be pretty empty. And so it was always really nice because like maybe one manager's on and they don't really care as much. And so you're like doing your work, but watching your movies and grabbing snacks and, um, you do like a holiday party. That's fun. So I never took off when we were in the building. Cause I was like, nobody's here to really bother you. I'm going to leave when everyone comes back and y'all want to bother me. So that's what I do. But traveling with kids, you got to be smart, right? When you travel with kids. And I feel like I'm a very good traveler. My husband would say I'm a very bad traveler because I'm high maintenance and I'm really picky about certain things. Like I'm really picky about I said this before, where I laid my head. So like pillows, sheets, blankets, I'm really, really picky about those things. And like, like hotels in my head gross me out to a level. And so a lot, like sometimes depending on the hotel, which typically I will not go there if I have to do this, but there's been one time where I didn't realize I was going to feel this way. And then I had to go get some sheets. Um, I will buy sheets or bring sheets you know, with me and pillowcases with me. And also like having when Elliot was a little bit younger. So now he's one, he's walking, he's running, he's touching everything. When we went away in September, he was also walking ish, not like he is now. And 
I would always bring like a sheet for my crawling babies. Like I don't really use top sheets because I co-sleep and I don't feel like top sheets. I'm not talking about the fitted ones, like that unfitted, like loose one. A lot of millennials actually don't use top sheets at all. Side note, if anyone uses them, let me know in the comments. But um, I don't really use them and I haven't used them for years because I've been co-sleeping for years and it's not like super safe to have a, a top sheet that can get loose while you're co-sleeping. Okay. And so I always bring that, I always use that as like an outdoor blanket or um, I'll take it to the beach and put it down on, on the sand. Elliot's awake. <laughs> okay, I think the baby is back asleep, maybe. I can see him going through the sleep cycles. You know when you like make random facial expressions and you twitch and you're going into REM? I can see him going through that now on the monitor. You ever like try to sneak out the room when your kid's asleep and you trip over something and then you freeze like a deer? You look back and it's just like holding your breath like, did you, did you wake up? And then you sneak out. I just did that. So anyway, traveling with kids. There's so many great organizers you can get. And I honestly am going to give you guys closer to my trip. So I'm not going until the end of February. But closer to my trip, I will be listing like, I will give you my Amazon list. I will give you my packing checklist of all the things I'm taking into Disney to make it as smooth as possible. I'm talking about how to get like little magic band stoppers for little wrists because Mia's wrist is going to be really small. Like all the hacks on magic band usage. Um, strollers. So we're renting our strollers from Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Stroller Rentals. The great thing about that, if you don't know, and if you have ever traveled to the Orlando, really, um, not just Disney World, but let's say you want to do Universal or I don't support SeaWorld, but like Universal or Disney, um, you Kingdom Stroller Rentals, I recommend bringing a stroller even if your kid is six years old because your stuff can sit there. If you get your kid gets tired from walking around, they can still sit there. Um, you can get a double stroller from Kingdom Rentals. So I'm getting a double uh, jogger stroller so that Mia and Elliot can sit side by side. The only thing is they don't have the snack trays. Like, you know how on strollers there's a tray in front of where your child's sitting for like them to put snacks and drinks. So I bought two of those, which is kind of annoying because it's like, what am I going to do with these for now? But I honestly think I'm just going to have a Disney bin and things that we've taken that we can take again. Like I won't wear my t-shirts again. I'll just save them for the next trip. Like I don't intend to change sizes drastically. My kids will, so they'll have to keep wearing their clothes because they'll all grow them. But even like our magic bands, I'll save them. Um, little things like that that I can keep for the next trip. Um, and so like the snack trays will go in there because I'll still be using a stroller the next time we go for sure. Because I'm officially obsessed and already planning my next Disney trip. Um, and I haven't even gone on the first one. Because for us, a lot of people, I just, I keep talking about Disney. I can't stop. A lot of people will do like every park and we could, it's very expensive. We're paying about $438 per park. Okay, $438 per park. Um, so we are not going to every park this trip. Also, my kids are little and I feel like we're already traveling in the car for 13, most likely 15 hours once you include stops for gas and snacks and things like that. We are driving through the night. That is one of my biggest tips for traveling with kids. 
there are parts of it that very, very much suck. Now, I know people who travel with their kids during the day and they're like, whatever, it's eight hours, I'll do it. And honestly, if it was like a six hour drive or something like that, I would consider doing it. But having a one-year-old and a three-year-old, I'm not so worried about Mia at this point. I did get my kids those fire tablets and I will be downloading like she is obsessed with the Sing movie right now. She's obsessed with Wreck-It Ralph. Um, right now she's obsessed with Vanellope, which is really cute. So I got her Vanellope dress for Disney. Um, and so, like, my kids will be able to, like, Elliot likes bubble guppies. And we don't do cocoa melon in my house because it drives me crazy. Also, I was saw, I saw this thing. I'm not sure how true it is. But the scene changes in cocoa melon are so quick that I do think it could affect your kid's attention span. Not to the point that they would be messed up for life, but I could see how the, the change, this change of scene is so quick that there has to be something going on there. And I'm no one to, to judge what you want your kids watch. Like, I don't let my kids watch SpongeBob. I think it, it's mature, a little grotesque, kind of gross. I grew up watching SpongeBob. I am fine. But I wasn't watching it at three, you know, I was watching it at like 10. And so I don't need my three-year-old watching Spongebob. Um, there's lots of kid-friendly age-appropriate shows for her. It would be a challenge if I had a 10-year-old currently that was watching the show. That's not my life story. So I can make my kids watch baby shows because they're babies. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, traveling with kids. I have traveled to Virginia with Mia when she was one. At night, that was about a six-hour drive for us. It ended up being with traffic because it was 4th fourth, fourth of July weekend. That worked for us because we got there around midnight. And so we kind of checked in and went to bed. And I did not like my stay there. I did not like my hotel. That was a scenario where we traveled and I went and bought a whole bunch of stuff for the room. Um, and I guess it depends on the type of traveler you are. Some people, when they go to Disney, they expect to be out of their room a lot and to just sleep. And if you have older kids, that could very well be your experience. I am not staying on property this trip. In fact, the next time we go, if we do stay on property, it might be for just one or two nights. The reason being, we have timeshare in Orlando at this place that's really amazing. It has like... It's this resort that has like 11 pools. It has a restaurant on site. You can see the fireworks from your resort. There's a golf course. It's about 10 minutes from the park if you want to take an Uber, a Lyft, or if you just want to drive. And because I have little kids, we won't be spending all day, every day out. Like we're going to be Honestly, our Magic Kingdom day is the day we're going to be out all day. And that's the only day we're going to be out the entire day. Anyway, so I highly suggest if you are taking little kids with you to just travel at night. Um, because I expect that Elliot will wake up for a little bit. We're leaving after dinner. Um, so they are going to like have some time to like play on their tablets and stuff like that. Because I don't want to leave too late. So we might leave around 6. And I might try to keep them awake in the car and entertain them. For like 30 minutes but or an hour but then after that I'm hoping that my kids will sleep and so now I'm about to make my coffee I don't know if you guys do this with your coffee I um recently got into making my own kind of foam I think I've talked about this before I'll do some demos on 
TikTok or um, YouTube, which is some fun stuff coming up in the coming year. But when anyway, so with traveling with kids, I do prefer to travel at night. It is harder, I think, on the parents because like you get to a point where like, yeah, okay, I'm tired. I don't want to be driving. You know, once you hit, you know, 3, 4 a.m., it's a really hard time to be driving. In fact, that's typically the shift I will take over. My husband is a trooper. Um, He will drive, you know, 80% of the way. And so he will be driving from probably like 7 to, to, you know, 1 or 2 in the morning. And I'll probably take over from like 2 to 7 a.m., and then around 7 a.m., we'll switch out again. By then, we'll be about, I'm hoping by 7, we'll be about three or four hours away. And so uh, he could drive for two hours, and then I could drive for two hours. But anyway, our plan is to leave around between 6.30 and 7.30 um, from the house. I don't want to be super strict about what time we leave, because I can get really um, anal about the details and like getting to this place by this time. And so, um, I've instructed my husband to nap that day when my, and I'm going to nap when my kids nap. And I told him not to expect me to sleep as soon as we start driving because I'll be excited. And so it's really about, you know, around nine o'clock, let me try to sleep for an hour or two. And so then when we arrive in, in Florida, it'll be between 10 and, and 11 by the time we get to our resort. I'm assuming we're going to arrive in Florida somewhere like around 8 or 9. And we're going to stop for breakfast, hopefully at like a IHOP or... It snowed here, y'all. I'm just watching this car drive around. They've got snow on their car. Um because my backyard faces a school, so I was, like, looking at this purple drive, but it's winter break, so I don't know why they're doing it at the school, but, um, yeah, driving at night, it sucks, but we're gonna do it. In fact, we're trying to convince our best friends to drive because of COVID, and there's been a lot of cancellations flight-wise. A lot of people got bumped. They were supposed to be in Disney at a specific time, and they're getting moved to the next day, so they're missing half of their park day. Um, I'm not playing that game, (laughs) so also I would not... I was nervous because we, we had jumped around with options to travel. You could do this one thing called taking the auto train, which I think we might do next time, where you load your car onto the train. What's really nice about it is that, and this is if you're on the East Coast, you leave from Lorton, Virginia. So it's like an hour from where we live. And like give, like, like a little more, a little less, hour from where we live. And then you um, load your car onto the train you go sit on the train so there's like regular coach sitting where you can have you could book the row you could you know whatever book your seats and then you ride basically um from 4 p.m and then you arrive in orlando the next day at 12 a.m and i might buy tickets um then on there you can book rooms so during your daytime travel there are couches but then they flip and turn into beds and that's about 800 each way (laughs) for the auto train you could also pay for priority offboarding to be have your car be the first out of like 30 cars that come off and then you literally get in your car it's already packed with your stuff you don't have to rent a car and you go there so that's like an option 
um, we talked about it and 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 we were going to do it. And then recently I looked at him and I said, we're going to pay 1600 to travel. And he was like, yeah. And I said, that's 1600 that if we were going to spend it, we could be spending in the park while we're there. And he was like, yeah. And then I was like, well, do you, how do you feel about driving? And he was like, we can do it. We did it while I was pregnant. We could do it now. And so, um, which I was so nauseous that whole trip. Luckily I had my doctor prescribe me morning sickness medicine at that point. So that, but it was a brutal, like as soon as we got to the resort, I just went to sleep and slept for like a day. Um, I don't really like traveling like that in the car when I'm pregnant. But anyway, since I don't intend to do that anytime soon, um, I'm all about travel right now. Even though, and I know that right now with COVID, I talked, I thought about pushing our trip back and all these other things. And all I could think of was, well, when is it really going to be safe though? You know, like I am not doing a lot in terms of our exposure. In fact, I'm doing nothing. We all just stay home. We are taking Mia out of school for two weeks after Christmas just because of, you know, people saw their families and there's such a spike. Um, and we'll be taken out of her out of school for like 10 days when we go to Disney. Um, cause she's, but she's three, like, like I say, school's optional at this age. Um, and also she already knows all her ABCs, all her one, two, threes. She can count to 10 in Spanish. Like she's doing pretty good. I'm not, I'm not upset. I do want to work more with her on Spanish. Um, that's what we're going to do together next year. But anyway, um, I just decided that all we can do is go to Disney the safest way we know how to in our own cars um, not really stopping at places. Uh, I've considered bringing like a, like a potty seat to pee in. Cause I know like Ethan can hold it. Like I can't, um, I'll let you guys know about our bathroom adventures. i really don't like public restrooms. I will only go pee maybe at like a fat, like a Chick-fil-A if they let us in while we're traveling, traveling. Um, well, luckily now I have an SUV so I can change my kids. Mia will be in a pull-up and we're just going to thug it out till we get to our resort. And then we'll shower. Um, I'll throw my kids in the bath. And Ethan, Ethan will probably sleep. I will probably be too excited to sleep. And I'm the worst person, like, when I need to sleep. If there's something fun or exciting, I can't... Like, we're going on our Disney vacation. Anyway, didn't know, didn't mean to dive off into that. So now we're going to talk about some um, mindsets before moving into the new year. And then also um, a couple of things that I saw that I thought are like a different way to look at your goals and goal setting for the new year. Okay, so Elliot's on my lap now. And so he might be a part of the podcast. But um, something I saw my friend Andy from high school um post on I don't know shout out Andy I don't think you're listening to the podcast but if you are um you're a beautiful human I can tell anyway so it said it's by Libra Ford don't know who that is it says I think part of the issue is people assuming that everyone must want to move upwards like it's the next logical step for a person to want to move up the chain from worker to manager to district manager eventually owner but I always think of growth like plants Aspens grow tall to reach the sun for sure, but dandelions grow deep, understanding themselves fully so that if something 
If some misguided fool tries to uproot them, they'd have to try damn hard. And then there's thyme and other creeping plants, which spread themselves out so much that if you chop a part of it off, if you chop if you chop a part of it off, it roots wherever it can find dirt to root in. It's okay not to have lofty dreams. You know what kind of plant you are better than anyone else. So basically, like not everyone wants to move in this weird this direction of. I want to be the boss. I want to achieve this. I want to do that. And I think that that was something I had to learn because that is me and my husband, for for instance. I'm like somebody who does constantly want to move towards a direction. And my husband likes to sit where he's at once he's comfortable. And he is good at knowing himself. And I feel like that's what I need to work on too. So as you think about your goals for next year, they don't always need to be, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to write a book. I want to, you know, travel to, you know, that's a good one though. If you want to travel somewhere specific, um, that's actually a good one. But, you know, it could be, you know, I want to spend more time with myself. I want to meditate weekly and like give yourself realistic goals also really specific goals the other thing I saw in terms of new year's that I thought was good was instead of having a new year's resolution for the year right I'm going to work out five times a day or it's five times a week in the gym that's not realistic for most people Um, unless you're single have no kids don't have a job then I don't know how you afford to go to the gym but maybe that's your life Um, If you're a student, college student, I think it's realistic to say that. Any other time in your life, I don't think it's realistic. Um, But to have a word for the year. So your word could be budget or finance. And so for the year, that's what you're focusing on. I'm focusing on my budget and my finance. Every time I go to buy something, do I need it? Do I need it now? Is there a smarter way to pay for it? Does this fit my... Um, my budgeting goals or whatever. Um, some people will have other words like growth or peace. And Elliot just messed up my computer. So I got to fix that. And so I can't do this with him on my lap, y'all. I tried. Having one word's another good way to do it. So I can say 2021 for me was not as dramatic as 2020. And I'm hoping that 2022 continues on to be amazing. I've seen so many posts like nobody make the claim that this is your year just claim that this is my time to do x y and z let's try to keep it you know under wraps because we don't this year to be a good one but anyway let me know if you guys have resolutions if you have words if you have disney trip i want to i want to know everything in the comments um, when i post on instagram about this episode because i just feel like we're a community let me know if you want more guests if you want Um, devotionals if you want to do like if you would join in if I was on lives or if even if we did like a weekly zoom or facebook group kind of situation where we could all meet and talk virtually that could be really fun it might not be weekly it might be more so monthly realistically speaking that's a good word for 2022 is to be realistic and then I think side tangent because I think a lot of times we set we have these unrealistic expectations for ourselves or unrealistic goals or unrealistic ideas of how we should function. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, one last thing to say that I saw that really um, hit me in the face and it was from Motherhood Therapy. You can follow um, them at, uh, at Motherhood Therapy on Instagram. And the post said, your home is not a venue. It does not have to be picture perfect when people come to visit. <laughs> 
guys y'all your home is not a venue it does not have to be picture perfect when people come to visit I struggle with this because my home is never picture perfect when people come to visit and I always feel so bad about it guys the amount of like how hard I judge myself and I think it's because like when I go to my family's house everyone's really clean really organized and I am not hanging out with people that have little kids and I think that is what I need to do which is why we need to have our Facebook group I need the community of moms with littles because their houses are bigger than mine more organized than mine right but they're also when I think about my family like they're in their late 40s 50s 60s 70s like they're all a lot older their kids are adults and so I always feel like oh my gosh I know it's this way or that way they're they aren't working full-time with two little kids underfoot always and so And the same with my friends, because my single friends probably live a similar situation. Whereas when I'm looking at my living room right now, I just see toys, 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 and toys. In fact, I'm going to take a picture and post it um, on Instagram because I like to be real. And um, yeah, so just remember that too. like give yourself grace and know that one day I always remind myself this. They will be seven, eight, nine. One day they will be. 15, 16, 17. One day they will be 30, 35, 40. And my house will be clean. But I'll miss the laughter. I will miss the mom. Can I do this? Mom, will you play with me? I will miss the mom. Can you make me a snack? And so really live in your mess. And you know what? Bless this mess. I'm okay with the mess. I'm too blessed to be stressed about my mess. That's the end of my podcast for this year. Hashtag Dr. Seuss. I don't like that. I I couldn't think of a better hashtag. Anyway, stay safe. Be well. God bless. And I hope you have an amazing weekend in bringing in the new year. And I would love to hear if you have any New Year's traditions, if you make like black eyed peas. Um, I don't know what other people do. Um, Anything that you do to bring like good luck or good energy. Do you sage your house? That's probably a good thing to do um, (laughs) when you enter the new year. All right. Be safe. Bye, loves. Have a good one.